May I speak in the name of God, our creator, redeemer and sustainer. Amen. I really enjoy watching films and a film I watched again recently is the film Sliding Doors. And that whole film revolves around the idea of what if. In the film, the central character arrives at work and is sacked for something she hasn't done. She leaves the building, she heads down to the tube, and in one story, she catches the tube and we see the story unfold. In the other, she misses the train and we see that story unfold. It's all about what if. And we can all think of what if moments in our lives. What if we'd done that instead of this? What if we'd gone there instead of there? Well, my whole life rests on a what if moment. In 1949, my mum and my dad, who didn't know each other, were both teachers living at opposite ends of the country, trying to get work. And both of them, independently, decided they would go and work for the British Council. And that took them on a flight to Egypt. They got on the plane, and there was a very nice lady sitting between them on the plane. And she suggested to my dad that he might like to swap seats so he could sit next to the young lady on the other side of her. What if she hadn't made that suggestion? What if they hadn't ended up living in neighbouring flats to one another? I probably wouldn't have been here. When we think of the what-if moments in our lives, we sometimes talk about fate or coincidence or the movement of the spirit, depending on our world view. And this morning, we celebrate a moment in time, a moment in time that might not have happened at all. It's about two human beings making choices and I believe the work of the Holy Spirit. And the fact that it happened at all is down to the quirk of history that led a woman named Lydia to meet a man named Paul. And we heard about them in the reading from the Acts of the Apostles. It could so easily never have happened. Think about the whole controversy in the church about preaching to the Gentiles. Think of the way earlier in the story, the Holy Spirit nudges Paul away from Bithynia and towards Troas. Think of Paul's vision in the night of the man from Macedonia pleading to him to come and help. Well, Paul and his companions end up in Philippi. And it's because they end up in Philippi that they make contact with Lydia. It's hard to overstate how important this is. 
their planned route is completely changed. Their plans are changed just like our plans are so often changed from what we expect. They say, don't they, that if you want to make God laugh, you tell him your plan. Nudged by the Spirit, Paul arrives in what we would now say is Europe for the first time, And that is the beginnings of the sharing of the gospel, that command to witness to the gospel to the ends of the earth. This is a really important moment. But what do we know about Lydia, who Paul meets? Well, we're told that she's a worshipper of God and a dealer in purple cloth. From that, we can work out a little bit more. She is a wealthy woman who deals with the elite, who were the only ones who would have purchased the purple cloth. And the dye for that purple cloth came from two kinds of Mediterranean snail. You didn't think you were going to be finding out about snails this morning. And the snail produces a kind of mucus, and that mucus turns blue or purple in the sun. Thousands of snails would have been needed to make the dye to colour the purple cloth. So she's a wealthy woman. She's an independent woman and she's in charge of her own household making her way in the world. She's seeking out the God of Judaism. She's a church leader in the making. And Lydia with Rhoda and Tabitha and Eunice and Priscilla will go on to be leaders in the first century church on equal terms with their male counterparts, with leading with energy and authority and integrity. Here's a woman for whom both work and worship are important, a kind of Mary and Martha all rolled into one. And on the Sabbath day, The story of Lydia and Paul reaches its climax. The moment when human obedience and divine initiative come together. Paul and Lydia go down to the river to pray. Longing and grace meet on the riverbank. It's not the man from Macedonia that Paul saw in his vision for whom the spark becomes a flame. It's Lydia whose heart is strangely warmed in a lovely echo of the meeting on the Emmaus Road. Were not our hearts burning within us? Lydia might have said just the same thing. Think for a moment of that list of improbable events and nudges and changes to the plan that led them to this moment. The work of the Holy Spirit preparing Paul and Lydia to meet, and everything that would come from that encounter. All of that might feel a very long way from the middle of Gloucester in 2022, but it isn't at all. It's so relevant. Lydia was the first what we would call Western European convert. She's the reason we're sitting here in this church this morning in the middle of Gloucester. 
Whatever changes and chances brought Lydia to that moment, the result is decisive action. She's baptised with her whole household. She opens up her home to Paul and his companions. And faithfulness to the Lord Jesus becomes her watchword. So today, as we honour Lydia in our worship this morning, we give thanks for our own journeys of exploration and discovery of work and of worship. For every conversation, for every meeting, for every encounter and nudge by the Spirit. We give thanks for those who walk with us in our joys and in our sorrows. We give thanks for the roads taken and the roads not taken, for the plans of ours that have come to fruition and for all those times when God's had a better idea. Today, we too go down to the river to pray. We pray that strengthened by the Holy Spirit, our hearts will be warmed within us this morning, that we'll listen to what God is saying in his love to us today. And we pray all those things for this beloved church. We give thanks for all the encounters, all the conversations, all the prayers that continue in this time of vacancy. May we listen to what God is showing us as we plan with the future, for the future. And may we now, and in the next chapter of the story of this church, continue to share God's love in this community, just like Lydia, in word and in deed, boldly, decisively, and faithfully. Amen. <laughs>